John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcast. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell, we're excited about this one. And thank you guys for listening. Hello. Oh. And welcome into another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Winger. That is Peter Moylan. That is Maddie Mass. It is late. It is early. Eight o'clock in Eastern time zones, and Peter is still in Australia. Correct. And that it's a different time, very different time there. I'm in the future. How is everybody? Peter, how are you? Oh, well, today's day game, Kelsey. Mm. What? Game day. Can't even speak. <laughs> I'm that excited. Uh, we're having a little issue with, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this new disease. It's called COVID. Mm. And uh, it's reached Australia. So uh, we're having a couple of issues. They're cancelling sporting events all over the place right now. Um, so... I'm hoping that we're not one of those, um, but my roster's been been hit a little bit, but adapt and move on. Adapt and move on. That's yeah. great. Thank you. How are you, Kels? I am good. I, I had a very busy day, ran a lot of errands, but I'm glad to be here. I'm glad mm. to be here. I'm fired up to talk some ball with you men. I have a question. Mm. When you say I ran some errands, I thought you said Aaron's and you just got a running group with a lot of Aaron's in it and you guys were just running and you Aaron were just Carter specifically only running is the Aaron's. only Aaron, only Carter. Has, hasn't he had run into a couple of tough years? The whole Carter family bit, you're not up with it? No. Okay. Well, from what I understand, that's the I'm a a bit sports of a rough person. Run. Can't name the card. Well, I can name the Kardashians, but I have a hard time if you line them up in front of me and you say which one's that. It's because they've all morphed into the same person. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but like at any point in this whole um, Kardashian era, you know, I just could never do that. Um, well, Chloe now looks like Kim, so you can't pick them yeah, apart. I do know that. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys. Well, I know you two have, but to our farmers. I don't know if you guys have really taken a look into the rookies that we're going to be seeing next season, specifically in the AL. The NL is like not as exciting, but the AL will fire you up. If you look into um, some of the names that we're expected to see debut and um, expected to make a really big impact for a very long time. So today we've had a crazy day. And we've called an audible and we're drafting 2022 rookies to give you guys a little preview into our rookie of the year segment next year. Some of the names you'll be hearing. So we are going to three of us. We're going to have three rounds. The three of us are going to draft. Maddie's going to do that random generator picker thing. It's all bullshit. Mm. Yeah, you're the only one who hasn't won. If I don't go first this time, it's still bullshit. 
If you win today, I'm going to think it's fake. That's too perfect for all of us to just win. Um, but there are no rules. We're just going to draft like who we like best, both leagues. I love it. I love it. And uh, let's get into it. Oh, you. It's not a thing. It's not it's a thing. Maddie. It's Maddie. <laughs> Show the receipts. It's me, Kelsey Peter. I'm out. I feel like that's good because you'll have the okay. first wraparound. Yeah, great. I get three and four. The wraparound's more. probably good. Okay, yeah. fine, fine. Well, I can't pick until you guys both pick, so whatever, let's go. I'm better now already. This is, I'm just, I know I'm not going to get my first pick. I'm not going to get my first pick. I don't like getting two because you never get a draft back to back. I'll trade up right now. Can I ask, can I have a question? I know that we're winging this. But can I ask a question that dictates who will, who would win the draft? Are we picking guys and then like whoever picks the rookie, the people that eventually win rookie of the year win the draft? Well, yeah, I mean, wait, I was reading the text that you just sent us, and it was just oh. a, literally a picture of the receipt that Maddie won. He comes with receipts. I've always said that he comes with receipts. So, what did you just what What were you just saying? How do we judge who wins effectively? Um, I'll pick. Am I trying to draft the... There are no rules. You draft who you want to draft. The people can decide. I'm, I'm, this is what my mental is thinking about right now. Mm. I'm trying to pick who I think has a chance to win either NL or AL Rookie of the Year next year. And I'm going to base my first pick on who I think is the favourite of this bunch. Fair. So we're trying to get it so that the AL and NL Rookie of the Year, we have drafted that player. Could you imagine? Can you imagine in nine months when I've done that? Oh, it's going to be so cool. I'm a first half team. So with the first pick, I say this all for a reason, and it's because I think that there are better players in the AL, but the NL has a much wider gap. So I'm going to, like, hedge my bets. So give me O'Neill Cruz for the NL Rookie of the Year. Very tall. Yes. For those that do not know, that is the six foot seven shortstop who's on the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's almost impossible to be six foot seven and be as smooth as that guy looks when he's filming a ground ball. He went on the roller coaster. How do I know that? Because I'm six foot four and I still, what? He went on a roller coaster. A quick reminder, he's the guy that in triple a would just crush homers into the roller coaster as kelsey's referring to but then he went on the roller coaster i never saw this oh i thought he did maybe i dreamt it i think peter wanted to ride the roller coaster and catch the home run balls i definitely know somebody who wrote it i think it was cole freeman because he went to LSU and I know him from college. And I, I, I remember distinctly after we had talked about the roller coaster, like immediately after I was looking through stories on Instagram and there are players riding this, the roller coaster. And now that I'm racking my brain, I feel like it was probably cold. Riveting stuff for me tonight. So <laughs> O'Neill Cruz projected 281 average, 3.3 war, both the highest of anybody I've looked up. 14 stolen bases, six foot seven. That's pretty good. 
We've got some long steps. All right, Kelsey, you're up. Okay. I will take Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> I know. I, I knew. I'm sorry. I was literally like trying to think of somebody else I would take because I knew you probably wanted him. Sorry. You're not sorry. You're not sorry at all. Uh, I'm actually like a very nice competitor. Um, something that I thought was very interesting and maybe you guys, well, maybe the math will, maybe we're, we're probably going to work our way through this situation right now. So when I was looking up his stats last night, because Maddie had put out this poll and I wanted to vote on who I thought was going to win AL rookie of the year. And I like went back and researched the four candidates and I was looking at Bobby Witt jr. And he had his 2019 season because he was drafted in 2019 second overall by the Royals. So he had his rookie season that year or rookie ball year, 37 games. He hit one home run. Then in 2021, he had 123 games between two levels with the 2020 canceled season. And he hit 33 home runs. And I just feel like one home run and he was on a much better power stroke his second year. If he only hit one home run in 37 games compared to 33 home runs in 123 games. Did he see more power in his second year of pro ball? I just think he got more games in. He was more. Well, yeah. I mean, like, obviously I know there's a big discrepancy in games, but I just mm. still feel like one home run in 37 games isn't a lot. Still trying to find himself. But like, was that when people would talk about, I mean, I, we talked about him a ton when the year started because you had all your Royal people telling us or telling you that. He's going to be really good. He's, they still talk about him like he's the greatest player that's ever gonna, that's ever come across. I just think 37 games would have been his first year in Pro Bowl. Yeah. And then he's come back. Would, was it 19 his first year in Pro Bowl? 19 was his first year. Yeah. And then 2020. But did So there were no like, not like big talks out there about like he came back in 2021 and really found power. I just think he became the player that they – he was the number one draft pick. He's like he's, he's – he was always – well, they're number one. So he very was true. Always... That was a very fair point. I apologize for correcting you. No. So he was going to be, he was always going to be the stud. But I just rely on the the opinions of Whit Merrifield, who I love, and he tells me that he's the greatest baseball player he's ever seen. So and if anybody's going to be able to judge it, it's going to be him. They both have Whit mm. in their name. Um, <laughs> your turn. My turn. Okay, I'm going to go with Detroit's future first baseman Spencer Torkelson. Uh, I think if you look at his projections, he's projected to hit more homers than Bobby Witt Jr. And I think between three levels last year, he put up 30 homers and hit 267 in 121 games. Uh, I think he's going to have the legend that is Miguel Cabrera that's going to be offering him advice on a daily basis. And I think he's going to have a season for the ages. And I think he's going to win the Rookie of the Year. My wraparound pick... You call me crazy, but I'm going to go with Cade Cavalli. Wow. That's kind of a, a smart pick if you are trying to, like, get your foot down in the NL Rookie of the Correct. Year. Correct. Wasn't expecting that, though. 175 strikeouts over 123 innings in AAA this year. Part of the big three, as we know. But I think just – I think he's, he's – the Nationals' number one prospect, but he's he's a starter, and I think it's 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 tough for. I would have gone. I wanted to go with a reliever, but I think it's just so. You look at what Class A did 
and he barely got a mention in the rookie of the year stuff. So it's like, it's, you've got to be almost perfect as a closer, as a reliever to get up the top of the rookie of the year voting. Yeah. So I think as a starter, you got more of a chance to win it. I think that's my, that's my value pick. How do we like, how do we feel about that? I don't like it because you screwed up my draft strategy, but Ooh. the pick itself is good. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's nice to be able to admit when someone's done a good job. I can see him having a very similar season to Rogers, something like that. That's what I'm hoping without the injuries in the in between and all the crap that came at the end. Yeah. That's what I'm, I really, I really think that, that he, he can do that. And I don't think, I mean, the nationals are going to be in tough division, obviously, but let's see. So happy with that pick. So I'm a little confused with what I want to do with this pick. But like, I'll talk y'all through my my thought process here because it's not like I have a wraparound pick or anything. But like, I feel like Adley Rushman is like the sexy pick. He's the safe pick. But if you look at his 22 product, 22, yeah, 2022 projected numbers, they think he's going to hit 260, which will take obviously at the catcher position. But yeah. 15 home runs and 48 RBI. That line isn't sexy to me. 260, 15 home runs, 48 RBI. I mean, that's a good rookie year, but it doesn't like scream rookie of the year to me. So then my gut's telling me Julio Rodriguez, but like Maddie pointed this out before we started recording, he is projected to play in zero games next year, but his ETA is 2022. And I do think that he got hurt last season in the second half of the season. I think he hurt his or no, the beginning of the year, I think he missed some games um, with the wrist injury. The only thing I can say to that is that there's two different websites. MLB's website projects him 2022. Fangraph steamer metric projections have him at zero games played. So hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take Adley Rushman just because he's gonna be there. Like it's the Orioles. I don't mean that in a bad way, but like they're, we're going to see some young guys. I just want to check one thing first. Here we go. There's a time limit, Maddie. Come yeah, go on. ahead. Go ahead. You are on the clock and you are. I'm just. The Mariners say. have so many outfielders. I don't know how many games Julio Rodriguez could play in that outfield. Jake Fraley, Mitch Hanniger, Jared Kellenick, Kyle Lewis, Taylor Trammell. And they're going to be good next year. So I might avoid Julio Rodriguez and take Riley Green because I think he would play more games in the Tigers outfield. I also think that he's like the sleeper pick that everybody mm. just assumes Spencer Torkelson is far and away the best prospect that's going to come out of the Tigers organization. But Riley Green did win the Tigers prospect of the year this year over Torkelson. So do with that what you will. But I mean, projected for 25 home runs. I would be shocked if I didn't make a typo on the RBIs because I wrote 26 RBIs with 25 home runs. Mm, math doesn't really add up there. If you think about it, that'd be a really weird season. Impressive. So it was 25 runs, seven home runs, 26 RBIs. A little bit of typos here and there. Still take them. Still take them. Still worth it. Yeah. And then 
with the first pick of the third round, like Peter said, you have to be an absolute shutdown closer, which I think that the Giants do have that in Camilio Doval. He was disgusting, man. I like that. He doesn't seem to have a pulse either. Mm, that's not good. Perfect. Well, I, I think he moves, so he's, he's alive. I know he does have one in there, but the BPMs are very low. So it's a little bit of a cheaty pick because we obviously saw him last year. But mm. last year, he struck out almost 34% of the batters he faced, only pitched the 27 innings, so he's still eligible for his rookie of the year season. And I think that he's going to be the guy that's taking all of the saves for the Giants. How many games did he pitch in this year? This says 29 games. And what was his ERA? Uh, three ERA. So I just think with a little bit of a little bit of experience under his belt, I think he's going to perform really well. He came up clutch in the postseason, despite the fact that they didn't get past the Dodgers. And wow, with it. With being on the Giants, if they can win, you know, even 90 games compared to their 107 or whatever from last season, he's going to be in the position to have a lot of save opportunities. So hopefully. Love it, Maddie. Was he mostly pitching in like seventh and eighth innings? He was closing at the end of the year. I mean, he only had six save opportunities in 2021. Yeah, he was closing at the end and of the year. And he pitched in 29 games, so. Yeah. He, he, he worked his way into the closers role. Love that for him. Do y'all think the Giants are going to be good next year? I didn't think they were going to be good this year, and they made me look like an asshole. That's so. why it's interesting. Yeah, I do think they are. Give me your NLOS take. Oof. It's hard right now because it, it all depends on what moves are made. But if the rosters were to stay how they are and nobody adds anyone, I, I, don't, I don't even know. Everybody has to add someone. Everybody's missing pieces. So The Giants and the Dodgers both – both lost some major pieces. Yeah, but they will also, well, the Dodgers, you know, are going to go and replace whatever holes they have with big money ticket items. Maddie, what do you think about the West? Um, I think it's the Dodgers to lose. The Padres are going to be better, obviously better this year, but like you think but about- I heard, You heard a lot of like infighting in that place, like between managers and, and front office and players and some players and other, like it just felt like it was dysfunctional. They look like I was all in on the Padres at the start well, of the year. They have Bob Melvin year. now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm not saying is Bob Melvin going to be the, the reason that they're able to turn it around. Trevor Plouffe loves Bob Melvin. Yeah. That's what I, everyone that's played for Bob Melvin loves Bob Melvin. The same with Buck Showalter. I, I honestly think that, those two guys are going to have a real impact on those two teams. I think it's going to be noticeable, the difference in, in, in managing styles and the effect that it has on each team. Yeah. I can say that now because I'm a manager. You are? No big deal. First game tonight. Are you ready for my – did you make a pick already? I am making my pick right now. And I'm at another crossroads that I'll explain to you again. I feel like I need to take somebody from the NL because both of my picks have been from the AL. Mm. Or I could go all in on the AL. But with the NL, CJ Abrams is the highest ranked prospect in the NL on MLB's top 100. CJ Abrams had that big knee injury last year, missed second half of the season, went to the Arizona Fall League. Everybody was amped because nobody was really expecting him to be able to go to the Arizona Fall League. And then I don't think he played a single game, got a single. You were, you were particularly amped. Yeah. 
because this is a guy, he's one of the, he's the sixth overall recruit in all of baseball and he missed the second half of the season and he has a 2022 ETA and then he gets, and then you don't think we're going to see him at all. And then he gets put on the, the Arizona fall league roster. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is a guy we could see next year. And we finally get to see him play again. And then he never played. And I was very disappointed in that. It sounds like you were. And we can- I just like, I don't know. I don't know how many games he'll get next year up because he, I don't think he's going to break opening day. He finished the season in double a mm. anyway. So with all being said, I will select a flyer because I want somebody from the NL and I'm going to take, it's not a hot pick. <laughs> It's going to take Brennan Davis, but Julio Rodriguez is just sitting here staring at me on my draft list and he's still available. Mm, you got some decisions to make before. Maddie, do I go all in on the AL or do I take an NL? I can relax because you're not picking my pick. So I just know That's that. Good. I think if I were you, I would be drafting Julio Rodriguez. The value of a third round Julio Rodriguez is. If I high. draft Julio Rodriguez, I'm going to have the number one the number two, and the number three overall prospects. And you've got a good chance of winning then. Let's just do it for, <clears throat> for the, sec- <clears throat> the sexy pick. You do the sexy picks because, I mean, let's be honest. If I do sexy picks, they just Too get much. lost on me. Yeah. They get lost on me. Too much sexy, yeah. Uh, I like that pick, but I'm going to go with another. This is a value pick because I feel like you guys have missed the boat. We've gone very hitterish. We've been very hitterish in our picks. And I'm going to go with a little disappointing 2020 in the big league level, but had a great 2020, 21, sorry, in the minor league level. Um, let's go ahead. I'm going to go with the Angels number four starter. Ooh, was not expecting that. Was expecting you to go Shane Baz there. Reed Detmers. Oh, I kind of like that. Because they need pitching. He's going to get every opportunity to prove himself as a starter this year. And if he gets on a roll early and he can continue for the rest of the season, I think he's going to have a great year. So the thing about Reed Detmers, Reed Detmers was drafted in 2020. Correct. They were talking about him breaking opening day this year, this past season. They went with Chris Rodriguez instead. But this was a guy who was drafted in 2020, had didn't even – play a single minor league game because the 2020 minor league season was canceled. And then they were talking about him breaking the opening day. He mm-hmm. went to where Louisville, where is school? University of Louisville. Yes. Yeah. 10th overall 2020 and almost cracked opening day. So I think that is a good pick. What did he, so he had he, 14 starts across two levels with a 3.63, sorry, 3.19 ERA. He only pitched okay. in 62 innings, but that, that's the one thing that concerns me is that he may not get to the innings amount that he would, would like to qualify for the rookie of the year. But, I mean, 10, 15 good starts next year, probably going to take 20. But So left on the board was Tristan Cassis, Joey Bart, Shane Baz, Richie Palacios. Whoa, probably should have taken him. That's our guy. Josh Young, Brennan Davis, Luis Busano, Hunter Green. And also to recap, Team Maddie Mass, O'Neill Cruz, Riley Green, Camelio Duvall, Team Moylan, Torkelson, Cavalli, Reed Detmers, mm. Wingert, Bobby Witt Jr., Rushman, Julio Rodriguez. 
if our teams were to play a three-on-three tournament, mine would win. Just saying. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Chelsea would be in a tough spot. No pitch. If okay, let me let me ask this question. Put up a if, lot of runs, though. If we went on three and three, three on three basketball tournament, which three baseballers would win? That's the question, and I think I've got that one. You for sure. Up. Thank you. Are we forgetting I have O'Neill Cruz? It's true. He could be the big center. I mean, right. yeah, but Cade Cavalli's only three inches shorter. Reed Detmers mm. is a unit, and Spencer Torkelson is Spencer Torkelson. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are going to interrupt this episode because DraftKings, duh, we're always talking about DraftKings. They are people, they are OG John Boy Media supporters, but it's like crazy to believe that the NFL season, I feel like I didn't watch like one uh, second of football. (laughs) It went by so fast Um, and we're already in the playoffs and DraftKings, which is now officially available in New York, baby. Let's go. Um, But they are offering new customers. If you bet $5, wait, what is this? Bet just $5 and you can win 280 in free bets if the team just wins. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess you put in $5 and pick a team to win. So like, duh, probably the Chiefs. Uh, um, you can win 280 in free credits. So that's on any NFL playoff game. So we just told you that it's officially available in New York, which is very exciting for John Boyd Media. But if it isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for through the NFL playoffs. So everyone can play for those huge cash cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy football contests. And they are giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code JOHNBOY to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. If you bet just $5, you win 280 in free bets if that team wins. That is promo code John Boy at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I literally cannot believe that the NFL is already in the playoffs. I just, yeah, that's nuts. I feel like this was like a quiet season. Yeah, huh. I agree. Well, DraftKings, we love you because they um, support John Boy Media in every facet, and we got to do a lot of cool things because of them. Fifty-six to one odds. Okay, let's get you back to the episode. Man, y'all, I'm kind of fired up about the Tigers next year. Do y'all think the Tigers will make the postseason? Do you think the – I wanted to know if you think the Detroit Tigers and the Seattle Mariners will make the postseason in 2022. I think – where's the competition going to come from for the Detroit Tigers? Is it going to come from the Kansas City Royals? Is it going to come from the Chicago White Sox? Is it going to come from Minnesota Twins? It's going to come from the White Sox. Okay. So I think the Royals are going to be more improved as well. So I don't think it's going to be the division that it has been. Yeah, I think the White Sox will win the division and Detroit and Kansas City will be kind of like, I think Detroit will end. I don't know. I think we we have to, we have, we're trying to predict on, it's a tough, it's a tough job to, to predict right now. I mean, let's be honest. We don't know who's going to do what, what's going to happen. I mean, the format could change. We could have eight playoff teams, so. We could have eight playoff teams. The Tigers got Baez. They have Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, Akil Badu. They'll have... Michael Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson. 
Riley Green. There's somebody that I'm like missing that was there that like we talked about last year. Eric Haas. Ah, short King. So the, the Tigers finished at 77 wins last year. Do uh, Torkelson, Green, they have another prospect that should be coming up as well. Erod, Javi Baez. Do those guys make up an additional 13 wins to get them to around 90? And I think that yeah. that is, yeah. So I do too. Okay. Mariners. Mariners. 20, 20 year postseason drought for the Seattle Mariners. I wanted them to somehow sneak into the playoffs this year. So the Mariners now have Adam Frazier, Robbie Ray. We're hoping that um, Kalnick makes a step forward again next year because he was kind of a weird year. Then you have Julio Rodriguez up there. Do they have any pitching? Well, they just got Robbie Ray. Kikuchi's a free agent. They have um, Logan Gilbert, Chris Flexen. They need another pitcher. Justice Sheffield. Oh, there's also Taylor Trammell over there. Abraham Toro, who went on a pretty good stretch last year. So they're going to need to go and find one more starter, maybe, I think. Like a good one. Yeah. Like a name. Except if you guys look at the remaining, the top remaining free agents, um, once the lockout is lifted, it is not a good starting pitching market, really. It's like Frankie and Carlos Rodon are like it. I mean, in Kershaw. Is Kershaw signed anywhere yet? No. He can't. So Kershaw, Rodon, and then Grinky. going to go to the Rangers. So. Yeah, he was sitting courtside with that. Uh, he was sitting courtside at the Mavs game, and I can't remember who he was with. But, yeah, I mean, Kershaw is ranked the sixth top remaining free agent, and that's the first pitcher listed. There's a, there's a few relievers that are, that are definitely – available but there's just yeah there's really i mean kenley jansen's out there there's some good relievers available yeah do you think mark melanson will be able to duplicate maybe not duplicate but have a, a good season next year i don't see why not he's done i mean he's it was great for us and then he went over to san diego it was great for them i don't see anything stopping him who do y'all think's in the world series and it's so hard to predict right now i know who's in the world as of series right next? now I'm going to go Braves, Juicy. Rangers. Whoa. Was not expecting that. They're shown they're going to spend cash. I they're mean, primed to spend. You can turn a franchise around with five signings. Are you assuming they get Kershaw? I'm assuming they get a lot. I really want the Blue Jays to be really good next year. Pretty bad. I would love to see the Blue Jays in the World Series. I don't think they'll get there. What's the reason? Because they, they're young and they're exciting and they're studs. Yeah, and they, they remind me of, I mean, the Braves are obviously still a very exciting team, but it like reminds me of how excited everybody was when like Acuna and Ozzy had just come up and the lineup was just so much fun to watch. All the games were must-see TV because they all got along so well and were having so much fun and um and i love canada is that an ad road trip? also while we're here it's toronto it's not toronto the second c the second t is silent it's like atlanta i'm sorry is this the official word coming from the canadian government 
It's Toronto. It's sorry. Okay. I'm Australian. Mm -hmm. So I have trouble announcing and, and enunciating words as it is. Okay. You're going to make me try and re. Oh, I'm not specifically calling you out saying that you say Toronto. I do say Toronto. Oh, I'm talking. This is just general me speaking to the world. I don't know how you say Toronto. I mean, now I do because you just told me, but I didn't, that was not pinning you. You also said chunk it. Yeah. Chunk it. (laughs) Let's not get into that. Why don't you chunk us into Aussie lingo, baby? Nutty. Has he done that one before? Have I done that one before? Possible. Oh my God. Now I'm repeating Aussie lingos. Now we're in real trouble. 2,000 years later. Fit. He's fit. So fit. That's English. You've been watching Love Island English. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. He's so fit in it. In it. In it. In it. I-N-N-I-T. Okay. Dax. Is it an X? D-A-K-S. Scooters. Whoa, I was going to say skateboard. Whoa, say it. Say it. I'm saying it's it. trousers. We were so close, Maddie. That's so weird. You can also have an extension of it. So if you're wearing, uh, for instance, sweatpants, which we call over here tracksuit pants, it then becomes tracky dax. How, how we feel about that? So we're not wearing tracksuit pants. We're not wearing sweatpants. We're wearing tracky dax. Is there a difference between tracky dax and sweatsuit pants? No, just the name. But they're the same thing. You can just, it's interchangeable. Yeah. Well, we call, if you're throw, if you're wearing a pair of sweatpants, we call them trackies. If you have a full sweatsuit on, you're wearing a, your trackies. I've got my trackies on, mate. I'm, I'm comfortable. Trackies would be like yoga pants and a sweatshirt. My uniform. Correct. So Those that's trackies. And then you can go tracky dacks, which is... The same thing as training sweatpants. sweatpants. You're wearing sweatpants if you're wearing tracky decks. No, what was the other thing you said? Training. Sweat. Oh, what? You, there was another word that you said for sweatpants. Training. Training um, pants. Track suit pants. Track suit pants. Because you wear them to the track. <laughs> tracky decks. They're the same thing. Oh, he just froze on the biggest cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a smile from Pete. Look at those knockers. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> so tracksuit pants, tracky dacks, and sweatpants all have the same meaning. But when you say, I'm throwing me trackies on, mate, doesn't it sound very Australian? Yeah. I love how much y'all say mate to each other. All the time. Yeah. And we swear a lot at each other. Mm. I'm not sure if you picked that up on the phone call you heard earlier, but yeah. a lot of F-bombs in this country. <laughs> it's become part of the uh, Sounds like the a landscape. beautiful place. It sure is. We have to do one thing before we leave, and it's address a comment. Oh, is it a good or a bad comment? Neutral. Okay. PJ Rideout said, so wait, is Akil Badu the king or Jazz, Chis- Jazz Chisholm? Perhaps they are co-kings. They are. Co-kings. They rule together. I was also thinking that we named Akil Badu the Prospect King and Jazz was our drip king. He was our drip king, but then the song went into... 
it's time for our king. And the word drip wasn't involved. So we were, we were referring to Jazz Chisholm as our king. Mm. So maybe Jazz Chisholm was our king and Akil Badu is our prospect king. Okay. They're both kings is the moral of the story. We are obsessed with them both. Akil Badu can also be bicep king. Yeah. Yeah. Bicep We're king. also going to add some new kings come the new season. So Kings everywhere. Kings and queens. Can you imagine, like, obviously we're going to build up a, a database of people that we talk about from year to year, but the mem- the people that we're speaking about this year are going to be superstars in three years. And then it's... it's, it's uh... I think the three of us, and I've told multiple people this since I started this podcast with you guys, my knowledge of baseball has never been more well-rounded because baseball is such a regionalized sport that I really only knew the NL East. I didn't know anything about the AL. I didn't, I obviously knew a little bit about the NL West and the NL Central, but the NL East was where my knowledge was. And now I feel like I'm much more well-rounded about the league. And that's just going to get more because we're talking about the guys who are going to be the future stars every single year, every single year. We're familiarizing ourselves with who's to come. I don't know. I just feel like, it's very beneficial for us working in baseball while also working other jobs in baseball. Mm -hmm. Like I feel confident talking to like any potential employer at anything about like, yeah, I know your team. I know them very well. And I know they're young guys coming up and I know who you currently, you know, I mean, it's just, but before I couldn't tell you anything about the Mariners or the Tigers, you know, the end. Working in baseball. We get lucky to do it. All right. We love y'all. Peter has a busy day ahead. Maddie has to go to bed. So do I. We love y'all. Farm on, farm often. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you. See you next Wednesday.